is Jasmine Dea coming to you from my law firm, Jasmine Dea & Company, located in Midtown Toronto. We are changing it up this season. In an effort to inspire you all to pursue your passion and crush your goals, I have asked a guest host to interview me so that you can hear my story, the actual truth, how it all happened. This is my life. Let's get started. Hey, so episode four was supposed to be about Jasmine Dia Holdings, Inc. and JD Holdings Corp., but you switched things up and decided to discuss balancing kids and a career in law. Any reason why? Yeah, because that's all I can focus on right now <laughs> in terms of balance. Uh, as you know, as you may know, I don't know, you, I don't, you don't have kids, so you may not uh, be as in tune as those with kids, but my kids were thrown back into virtual learning. And while you may have heard that on the news after the Christmas holidays, which you may not realize is the havoc that causes on one's life, especially if you are trying to balance a career while playing teacher to your children and do it all, basically. Yep, yep. I don't have that experience, but that is absolutely nuts. And I can't believe you're doing that right now. Well, actually, here's here's the thing. This came as a very welcome surprise. The government seems to put these restrictions in place. And over the last couple of years, when they say one thing about it lasting a certain period of time, it seems that they extend. And so that's what I anticipated would happen with the school closure. But thankfully, and perhaps a positive sign of things to come, that didn't happen in this case. In this case, they went back to school as was planned. So they're back in school now, and I'm playing catch up from the last couple of weeks from having to be home a little bit more. I mean, my kids are a little older. They're not little little children anymore. They're um, 9, 12, and 16, but they all come with their own uh, their own ways of doing things. So you know, I have to make sure my 16 year old is actually logged in and paying attention. <laughs> um, I have to make sure that um, my 12 year old who loves cooking is not leaving the oven on and things like that. And with my nine year old, I have to make sure she's actually um, uh, paying attention to her teacher and not doing cartwheels in her room or or playing roadblocks with her friends or, or other things that I don't even know about. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I still need to check in on them, even though I'm sure they can handle it. I think it's it's better that I'm home a little bit more than just leaving them in the lurch and trying to get them to do school at the same time. Uh, yeah. So you also said so many times that your children ground you and give you a sense of purpose. Can you explain what you mean by this, especially that they ground you? <laughs> well, in in the start of my career, it was about trying to learn everything I needed to know, all the tools I needed in order to be a very good lawyer. And it's very easy when you are in career mode to only focus on the work that you are staring at. And it's really easy to just keep working and get into this work to home, back to work to home, and you're really just going home to sleep and shower. And I've found that it's not just at the start of your career. What happens is if you're trying to build your career and build your reputation, yes, first you need to acquire the skills, but then the next part in terms of practicing law, at least is building your book of business, finding clients, then it's networking to be able to properly build your files. 
with experts and other things if you're in litigation, make the right connections. The point is that there's always something to be doing. There's always more that you can do in order to better yourself and better your career. And I've found that for me, if it weren't for my children, I, I might just, I don't know, be at my desk all the time and not, uh, not fo be forced to find the time to recognize that there's so much more in life than just work. And as much as I do love my work, um, you know, it's fulfilling to have other, other things in your life. And for me, my children remind me of the importance of smelling the roses every once in a while, which is what I've been told to do. I love that. Yes, just to be present in the moment, like doing cartwheels. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I've seen my youngest do cartwheels recently, and I'm thinking I should show her how it's done. But then I'm I'm so <laughs> concerned because I haven't done this in years. I'm like, what if I injure myself? <laughs> I yep. don't know if my body can handle it right now, especially in the winter. You know, I, I hate yep. winter, so I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> So how old are your kids again? And you have three. So was the plan always to have three? The plan was never, never, there was no plan. Let's put it that way. There was definitely no plan to have three. Uh, it just sort of happened in that point in life where, I mean, the third was the most planned child. The second was also very planned. My first was my surprise. Um, I always knew I wanted children. I just don't know. I didn't know how many, and I had a plan in life that I would have started my career uh, and then had my first child, but that's not what happened. That's not what was in store for me, and so my son appeared earlier in my life than I expected, but I, I really believe that having my child when I did um, sort of forced me to become more responsible, to work more efficiently so that I had more time to spend with him, uh, to fast track everything in my life so that I could ensure that not only was I financially stable to provide for my child, but to ensure that I was laying the groundwork to show him the trajectory in life, a positive way of living and of working and of being. And so all of that was accelerated with him showing up early. And then the time came where I wanted him to have a sibling and I wanted another child. And so I had my daughter. And then, I don't know, soon after my daughter, I felt like I need one more. I just want one more. And my husband was not into the third child. <laughs> he, was, he was pushing it off. So she would have happened a lot sooner if he had agreed to it. But um he he watched a movie actually and it made him well up in tears and it was about sisters and he's like she needs a sister and uh i i was thinking to Aww. myself well, yeah but i was thinking what if i what if my third child is not a girl like i can't we can't plan that so i just kept that thought to myself because he agreed to this third child and so um lucky for him it was a girl and even though initially he was not very warm to the idea and it took this movie uh, he is so close to my youngest child, and I, I think he would be very lonely in life if she wasn't around. <laughs> in fact, I'm concerned when she goes to the university, I'm like, who is he going to play with? I mean, I'm going to have to get another puppy, I think, or something to replace her. 
oh my gosh, that's funny. He was just not into it. But now he loves her. I love that. <laughs> yeah, similar to a lot of things in life, actually, like the puppy we recently got. You know, he said to me, no, no, no. But my youngest child and I really wanted this very cute white Maltese. And he kept saying no. And it was like a hard no. It wasn't a malleable no. You know, you know the difference, right? Yeah. Where you can... <laughs> You can work with the no. <laughs> this is a hard no where I knew that I was shut down. And then months later, I said, look, we're still in a pandemic. We're all at home. We can take care of this dog. And I'm not listening to you. I'm getting this dog. And so he finally recognized that I was making it a hard yes, and he couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> and so he, um, he said, fine, the night before we picked up this dog, he goes, fine. But I just want you to know that I'm fifth on the responsibility list. So the three kids, then I was next in line, and then him. And who's the one that walks the dog at night? Who's the one that bathes the dog? <laughs> who's the one that takes the dog to work occasionally? It's him. He loves him. He's very close to that dog. So sometimes I think here's the moral of the story. Sometimes you have to you have to help your partner understand what they what they would like in life. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think I just taught myself that. Or maybe I already knew that. I'm reminding myself. (laughs) So how difficult is it to have a full-time career as a lawyer in private practice and all the other things you do and have three children? And I'm going to include the dog now in that question. (laughs) Yes. Uh, it's, It's not that it's difficult because I'm enjoying every aspect and I've made choices in my life to do everything I'm doing. If I wasn't happy with everything I was doing, then I certainly wouldn't be doing it all. And I would find ways to stop doing certain things. So I don't think it's, it's that it's so difficult. There's definitely time constraints. So you are taking away from, um, I don't know, if, if you like watching movies a lot and and sleeping and a lot more downtime. (laughs) You won't have as much downtime, Um, but I don't feel like I want that much downtime right now. I'm really enjoying everything I'm working on. And so I I don't see it's difficult. It's definitely challenging in terms of time and scheduling and making sure that you're not wasting a minute because quite honestly, I do not have a minute to waste and I don't want to. Yeah. And I kind of like that too. It just helps you use that time very effectively and efficiently and you get you get the most out of every day yeah people ask me how do you do this and how do you do that how did you have a child when you did because I was articling when I had my son and working for a very demanding litigation lawyer how did you manage to balance all that how do I manage to do it now and I mean if you think about it if you sit there and you think about it one you're wasting time thinking about it but you are going to crumble under the weight of the stress and anxiety that you're creating that doesn't otherwise exist. If you're just doing and you're just living and not focused on how am I going to get all this done, then it won't be so bad. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And then what's your advice around I know, like, don't think about it, but around balancing time with family and work. So I think it's really important to maintain a schedule Mm -hmm. and to adhere to the schedule as much as possible. So up until just the last couple of years with the pandemic, I insisted that we all had dinner as a family. 
uh, during the weekdays. So my kids really didn't have activities scheduled during weekdays and my meetings were all after dinner. And during the pandemic, things changed a little because I was you know, trying to go to work when I could and trying to stay home during the school day as much as I could. And my husband was uh, shifting things at his work too so that we could balance us being home with the kids. I mean, understand that although my kids are nine, 12 and 16, when the pandemic first started, they were seven, nine and 14. And seven, my seven-year-old didn't know how to email. She didn't know certain things that she can do within seconds now in terms of technology. Um, my nine-year-old, she was okay, but still she didn't have, we had to set her up with a new laptop that was um, accessible with the school's program. And, and that was a learning curve. And so they all had, they all had to adjust and that meant a lot more juggling with time. And that's why our, our sort of schedule changed, but we had so much more time with the kids because of the schedule change. Uh, so while we weren't doing, you know, every dinner, we were together a lot more. But now, as I think the light is at the end of the tunnel with the pandemic, we're really returning back to scheduling our time. Um, our kids do now have some activities in the evenings, which I don't love because it takes away from our time together. But we're spending more quality time together. Um, you know, Sunday evening dinner is really important. Uh, Sunday, even in the day, we try to do activities together or at least just be home together. Uh, so that we interact with each other and we see what's going on with, with one another's lives. And I think it's really important. I, I mean, otherwise, what's the point of family? If you're, not, if you're not enjoying that time with them, what is the point? Yeah, I totally agree. And I also see you take, you know, so many different trips to Muskoka and Miami. How do you balance all of that? And is that with <laughs> your kids? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who doesn't love Muskoka and Miami? I know. Uh, well, I <laughs> um, sometimes with my kids, sometimes without. If I'm going without them, it's usually because I need a breather. Uh, I find it really hard to disconnect. In fact, I don't think I do fully disconnect. But if I take time off from work today, for example, I'm just going to find all these other things I need to do around the house. So I'm going to be running errands. I'm going to have another to-do list. I'm going to go pick up the dry cleaning. I'm going to do stuff that is not just relaxing or taking time for me. And what I found is that taking a couple of days and heading out of town becomes important for me because I'm forced to not be able to do. I mean, I can work virtually and I do, and I'm checking my email, but it's different. I also find a change of scenery uh, really stimulates my creative energy. Um, sometimes I feel frustrated because it's almost like a writer's block, which I didn't really understand the term until I was in the business world. And I'm, I'm thinking about stuff like, why can't I think of a new marketing idea? Why can't I think of a new game plan here? Like, I just, I feel very frustrated. And I've learned that that sometimes means that I need a change of scenery. I need to literally leave <laughs> and uh, recharge and uh, find something new and exciting to dream about and think about and stimulate all that creative energy. And so a lot of the times I'm taking little getaways either because it's I want some time with my family or it's because 
I need to recharge and refresh. Yes, I love that. And I think it's so important that you just physically remove yourself from the city to be able to just disconnect completely. Um, So that's amazing. And any words of advice to career parents? And I know you get a lot of questions on your podcast account. So would love any advice there. I know at times that it's challenging. And while I didn't want to use the word difficult in terms of balancing children and a career, I know at times it's challenging, especially at times when you have your kids, you adore them, you love them so much, you actually, I don't believe, no true love until you have your own children. And then it feels at times not so rewarding. <laughs> like when they yell at you and slam the door in your face and say things that are not necessarily justified for any situation at any time. Uh, but but I feel that in those moments, while it may feel like, why did I have these children? I should just stay at work all day. Um, it's there's There's more to the story than that. I mean, you're making memories with your kids and they are adding a lot to your life that you may not realize. Um, it's a lonely world. And I feel that family really fills the void. It's not your work that's going to watch movies with you and hold you tight at night. That's your family. When you are down, it's your family that's by your side. It's not your work. And so I think that it's important to recognize that a career is extremely important, but family is too. And I also really believe strongly in women staying in the practice, women in particular, I know that you know men need to stay in the practice too, uh, but, but stay with your career, even at times when it is really difficult and tiring and challenging. When your kids grow up, as mine are, I've noticed that they don't, they're not around as much, they don't need me as much for every little thing, which is great, you know, they, they're forging their own path. Um, but I have my friends and I have um, the things that I'm working on, my passions, my work, I have things to enjoy that are separate from them. So my whole life is not my children, but they are a big component of my life. Love that. Love that. That is amazing advice. <laughs> I'm going to quote you on that. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine. I was super excited that this podcast changed because I wanted to know all of this. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Until the next time. Until the next time. Thank you, everyone. Bye.